everybody. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is Chris Bizignano, the beat writer for the Giant Insider. Chris, I'm uh, pretty speechless from yesterday's loss. Uh, I mean, I, there are so many directions we can go. Um, it was an epic loss in every way, shape, or form. Uh, the Giants seem to be <laughs> able to specialize in these, unfortunately. But um, we'll dwell on on the game itself, and then we can talk about kind of going forward and, and discuss why, for some reason, I actually feel pretty good about this team right now in a very strange way. But, buddy, the um, the officiating yesterday was an absolute yeah. disgrace, and it's something that I said uh, after the Saints game that's not something you want to talk about and blame as to why a team loses. But yesterday was a contributing factor. I mean – you had the, the Saquon Barkley yep. non-call on his face mask two weeks in a row. This one was even worse than last week where Peppers yanked his head down to the point where, I mean, Barkley's neck looked like it was inside his body. I, I don't know how they missed it. Or or better yet, you, you pointed out on right. Twitter, they threw the flag and then picked it up. You had the Kerry Wynn um, sort of late hit, I guess, or, or roughing the passer call, which I didn't think it was. And right. the coup de gras. He hit him high. Yeah, yeah the, the coup de gras of all of them, buddy, was the 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 phantom uh, defenseless receiver call on Landon Collins or Mike Thomas, and I, I think they called it on Collins, even though he deflected the right. pass. Uh, and it right. wasn't anywhere close to uh, roughing or, or hitting a defenseless receiver. And, I mean, again – you don't want to blame officiating, but how the hell can anyone say that that didn't contribute to that loss yesterday? Yeah, but um, so frustrating. Uh, you never want to say the refs were the reason, but for the second week in a row, Jerry, they made some impactful calls that went against the Giants and without question, in my opinion, contributed to the loss. Um, the call, you know, calls that are keeping drives alive, like the Collins call. I had no idea what they were looking at. You know, they saw somebody hit the head, but you know, all Collins was doing was going he was, he was literally he, he was literally diving it. at the ball trying to to catch it. I mean, right. come on, right? Yeah, Kerry Wynn hits Cam in the chest. They said he hit him high. B W Webb, a call for a hold. No way was he holding a receiver. He loses it, gets another 15 yards. Um, listen, Jerry, uh, we're seeing this week after week, not just with our team, around the league. It's, a, it's an issue that it's an, it's an they epidemic. better resolve. It's pretty- an epidemic, man. It's ruining football. It's ruining the sport. And, 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 and look, um, I, I, it's easy to say it when you lose, but a, a good job by Mike Tomlin calling it out after they win. Because that's a man, right? I mean, you say that after a win, that takes cojones to pull that off. Because I don't know many coaches that would have done that. And good for him for doing it. He recognizes how bad this is. And, and I think it, 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 the message is delivered so much better from a winning coach than a losing one. Yeah, pretty impactful, right? I mean, yeah. uh, guy, wins by tw- guy wins by 24 points. And he makes that stay. So no hidden agenda, right? I mean, no. it's not like he's maybe, maybe to, he like, wanted to win by forty-four. The line, blame the refs, <laughs> right? Right. You know, it's not like you know, not like he's trying to blame the refs for a loss in another way. You know, in a discreet way. 
the man's point, the man's on the competition committee, and he realizes, he recognizes, I should say, that these ridiculous calls are hurting teams. They're impacting jobs. Um, and the tension is rising. Jerry, you, you, you see me put it on Twitter. Something's going to happen pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the near future between a player or a coach and a referee. Um, I don't think there's any question about it. You saw yesterday with Webb. I mean, you know, listen, you can't curse at a ref. I, I didn't see a bump a ref. He must have cursed at him. Uh, you know, he draws the flag and, and it hurts the Giants. But yeah, and, and, I, and I, yeah, I, you're not, con- I mean, we're not condoning it, but it, the reality is you're right. Yeah. I mean, th- these games, there's a lot riding on these games. There's a lot riding on these jobs. Yeah. And to put the game yeah. in the officials' hands the way the NFL is doing is insane. Yeah, and it's just, it's it's just huge, impactful calls that are changing games around. And, and if, you know, if, you, if, you, if people think we're exaggerating, Jerry, just look at the Viking Packer game, you know, early in the year where the, the Packers, you know, Matthews just called for roughing the passer on a play that's, you know, intercepted by the Packers and the game would have been over. Instead, a drive stays alive, the Vikings tie the game, and it winds up being a tie instead of a Packer and, and, and how can win. I, and how can I forget the... Christian McCaffrey not making the first down or at least, at least requiring a measurement. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. because if he doesn't make the first down, then Cam Newton can't spike the ball. Then the, they're basically deciding, do we go for it or do we bring out Gano for the ridiculous field goal? I don't, you know, the, mm-hmm. the game changes completely after that play. If, if there's at least a measurement and he doesn't make it, which it didn't look like he did. Now, yep. again, the line, the yellow line, Fox always tells you it's not official. But if the line was right, then he didn't make that first down or even really come close to it. Uh, so uh, there were right. so many, so many awful calls in that game, man. Just ridiculous. Yeah, and you know, you, you just have to love the the NFL today, right? Oh, it wasn't enough. You know, uh, they looked at it really quick in the booth, and they they saw that he made the first down. That's an absolute and complete lie. Yeah. Okay, they should have buzzed down to the referee and took a look at that spot, okay? You know, years past, Chevy, even last year, even even last year, they admitted to a lot of the old Monday morning calls to coaches saying, oh, yeah, we blew this call. This was the wrong call. You notice, Chevy, they don't do that anymore. Now it's, oh, no, it was the right call. Oh, no, that was the right rough in the pit. Now they're in total cover-up mode. Because they're so incompetent, okay, and it's so much bad publicity, media-wise, coaches raging. They just, they just come out and right away, automatically defend the refs now. That's their latest act in the NFL. And I, I got to be honest with you, Jerry, it's really hurting the league. I mean, you see it on Twitter, right, Jerry? So many fans, like, I'm not watching anymore. I can't deal with this. Yeah, and they're, and it's, and they're really not watching. I mean, these... And it's always easier to not watch when your team stinks, right? Because you could just say, well, I gave up on football. Well, your team's terrible. But the Giants somehow are still in it. And you have people saying, at least saying, and I know a few have just said, I'm done with this. I, I can't. The game is being determined right. by, by things outside of the skill of the players themselves. So, um, listen, we, we, it's frustrating. It's something we have to deal with. And hopefully yeah. uh, the NFL does something about it. But another thing I wanted to talk about um, before we get into the, the aspects of the game, really, this week Odell made the comments about, his team has mm-hmm. to have more heart and passion. I had no issue with it. I thought that's what leaders should do. They should speak up now and then. But then he had the interview with Josina Anderson sitting next to Lil Wayne 
And I just thought, oh, man, what a... So he said some things about he likes L.A. better because of the sunshine. And I'm thinking, man, you just signed yeah. a $95 million contract. This is not going to go over well. And this is what we have to deal with with Odell. This is what the Maras and Tishes signed up for when they said, okay, Odell, here's $95 million now. Be good. And he is, he's a good kid for the most part. He is a good kid. He's not a, he's not a criminal. He doesn't do anything stupid off the field. But he does these weird things. There's the boat trip where you, yeah. you, know, you go on the boat trip and then you drop five passes or three passes against Green Bay. It doesn't look good. So he does this interview where he talks about how much he likes L.A. and that he's sort of happy in New York. And then he doesn't criticize Manning. But one of the funny things in there was they asked about Manning. He said, well, he's not going to beat you with his legs or something to that effect. And Lil Wayne nodded and said, yep. And <laughs> I just thought, wow, Lil Wayne is now evaluating football talent and, and, uh, and looking at cover two defenses and offenses. So anyway, buddy, just wanted to get your thoughts on that whole thing and what you think of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best of looks for Odell. But this is it, right, Jerry? This is part of the package of Odell, right? You just you don't quite know <laughs> what he's going to do next, right? I mean, you know, he says things from the heart. Um, he doesn't choose his words, you know, the best <laughs> the, the best way at times. You know, he's going to yeah. This was weird. This was where... a weird. This was a weird interview um, because I think you yeah, said it was mean, supposed to be about culture or something. And then Josina Anderson yeah. doing what she always does, turned it into some, making news out of nothing. And, and I think Odell took it hook, line, and sinker. Um, yeah. Yeah. Listen, when you just sign a $95 million contract, 65 guarantee with the New York Giants, and then turn around and say, well, I don't know if I'm going to be really happy here because I like the sunshine, the weather, and, you know, and all this. And, you know, and Eli's going to get the ball down. <laughs> listen, he, he, you know, he, he means it, Odell to try to, you know, let's get this thing going here. You know, I don't like to lose, and it doesn't come across the right way, Jerry. But, listen, it wasn't an issue in the locker room. Odell dressed it with his teammates. It's it's far gone with them. As far, you know, as far as the players are concerned, it's an old, it's old you know, it's old, it's history, you know. Um, it's something the media is going to keep going, you know, keep going to try to create, you know, keep the animal going, you know that. Um, yeah. But, um, and then, and then, look, listen, and then the, uh, Odell, really the first player that we kind of remember in the game is he muffs a punt while he's trying to push out the gunner, and you're thinking, oh, yeah. okay, here we go. And, and a lot of lot of tweets at Odell at the Giants. And look, at the end of the day, he had 131 yards. He caught a great touchdown pass. He threw for a better one with pressure in his face, which was even more impressive. I thought. I mean, the rush was in his face when he threw that ball. Now Barkley was wide open, but he threw it across the field and. You've said it before. The guy has demented skills, and you see this in practice with him. I mean, I saw him catch a kickoff with one hand, catches the point of the ball, then throws it back down the field 50 <laughs> yards like it's like it's a bodily function. Um, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. surprise you when he does this, and he had a good game overall. And, and for the idiots saying that he should have caught that ball in the end zone, I've watched it 17 times at least. Bradbury made right. a great play. Right. I mean, come on. Give the guy – he doesn't he doesn't deserve all the criticism. I mean, he's – almost carried the Giants yesterday. But, you know, he, the first play was something that other the the, the Odell detractors say, well, there you go. Here it is again. So, just frustrating. Yeah, they re- and they really started going crazy when he missed that, when he dropped that pass, you know, that third down pass, which should have been a first down. You know, that was an easy one. Um, you know, uh, he, he had that drop, and people were really going crazy then, you know. But, listen, uh, it, 
Odell, like you said, Jerry, Odell had a great game yesterday. It was nice to see a passer standing there and throw the ball with pressure in his face. Okay, I'm only kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> okay, I'm only nice. kidding. No, well, I'm well not bashing you. I don't start tweeting well, at you know me, what, though? You know I'm what, though? Since, since you went there. Um... <laughs> oh, God, don't no, get no, me in trouble fine. now, Jerry. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. No, I, I thought Manning, I thought the game was a microcosm of the last five to six years with him. I think there were times where he looked terrible. And then at the end of the game, he had them in a position to win. I mean, he gave them a one-point lead. So as bad as his interceptions were, both to Adams, I thought the first one was horrific. And I can't believe a, I can't believe a 15-year veteran makes that throw. But at the end of the game, he, he, the last drive, he hit uh, Russell Shepard deep. He hit uh, Sterling Shepard deeper a few times. I I thought that he gave them a shot to win a game that they really should have won if not for, you know, another miracle uh, loss that we suffered. But I was happy overall with Eli. I gave him kind of a, I think, a, a B-minus for this game. Yeah, I mean, no doubt, right? Yeah, he put 30 points on the board. Um, for the first time in 37 right? Um, games, right? First time in 30. Yeah, That's insane. Yeah, us, yeah, yeah, it brought us back and put the team in position to win. Um, so you see, you know, like, listen, this is what we basically have dealt with Eli, right? I mean, he, a couple of drives a game, he, he could do some maddening things, right, where you want to strangle him. <laughs> and then he'll have three series in a row where he throws the most beautiful balls you've ever seen, right? Um, I, thought the, I thought the deep ball to Odell um, over the top, and, and one of the things um, you pointed out was they're going to have to take that shot, and Odell wanted him to. It was one of the things he said in the interview, which I didn't disagree with. <laughs> That you got to take a shot yeah. with him over the top and try to beat the the safeties, and I thought the the throw was absolutely perfect. I thought he was covered pretty well, and that ball was right there. Absolutely, uh, beautiful throw by Eli. Uh, and this is something I don't, like you, like that Odell did point out in the interviews that just because they're playing you know with safeties over over the top doesn't mean you don't take shots down right. the field and and they and they right they saw it firsthand right and it, there was a safety rolling over. They had man under, you know, covering Odell, and he threw a beautiful ball, you know, right there, Eli, and they got the touchdown, you know. Um, so, yeah, listen, I thought Eli threw some beautiful passes in the second half, um, and, he, and he did. Listen, Jerry had 300-plus yards against a pretty good defense, right? A pretty good defense. Yeah. The key, I thought, you know, was the offensive line, right? I mean, the offensive line really passed protected well. They only gave it one sack. There was plenty of times Eli had time you know, to uh, throw the ball down the field. The receivers did their, you know, ran their routes. And um, it was a great job. I thought by Chad Wheeler, bud, right? I thought Chad Wheeler really held up well. Hey, and, and something real quick, something we, learned, something we learned today, that Eric Flowers will no longer be a giant tomorrow as of 4.30 tomorrow. Yeah. And the, I think the yes. the announcement was if if they don't trade him, and I'm trying not to laugh, if they don't trade him, then they're going to release him. And I thought, yeah. man, if Gettleman can get a bag of footballs for Eric Flowers, he is GM of the year. Yeah. I mean, who the hell is dumb enough or <laughs> desperate enough? I mean, are all your linemen hurt and you're literally looking for anybody? Because seeing him this year, I mean, the drop kick he tried on Caleb Campbell early on, the the missed assignments, just the the sheer inability to do anything right. I mean, left side, right side, doesn't matter. Everyone's like, oh, try him at guard. Yeah, guys, why don't we try him at wide receiver too? I mean, it, mm-hmm. just if they can get anything, which they won't. But I, I think it's a good move getting rid of him and kind of telling Chad Wheeler, hey, man, it's your job to lose now, bud, um, until we 
can upgrade it in the draft next year, or if you, you play yourself into the role permanently, uh, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. And I think he's playing pretty well overall. Yeah, man, I, I, I tell you, he, I got to be honest with you, Jerry. Um, I was never really a Chad Wheeler guy fan. Yeah, you said it. You said it early on. Yeah, he, I, the, the reason that Flowers was in yeah. because he was better than Wheeler. And, and you know, uh, yeah, right, right. I, you know, right. There was nobody else. So, But I tell you what, he, he's come a long way. Um, he's playing well over there. You know, he's not a pro bowler. We know that, you know, but the, the line has improved, right? I mean, since he's been in there. And last game, I was really concerned because they got West Hortons over there. They got the West Horton. They got the Addison flying around the edge. They put Julius Peppers over him to start the game, you know, um, and he really played well, Jerry. And he, you know, that offensive line was the reason why Eli, you know, could, could, um, have the game that he did, right? I mean, 300 plus yards. And yeah. He, you know, so. They, as, and as, um, well, as well, I was going to say, as well as they pass block, they, they blocked for the run just as poorly. Yeah, um, it was a terrible <laughs> run blocking game by the offensive line. Where I felt they could have run the ball on Carolina. I mean, Barkley, came Barkley in the game. had nowhere to go. No, he was no, getting the ball yeah, and getting no, tackled in the keep... backfield. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Yeah, the kid had nowhere to go. No, nowhere to go. Um, I thought they could do some things at Carolina. They didn't. I was a little surprised for that. I thought they could run the ball better. They didn't. Um, so that was that was a disappointment, Jerry. Um, but at the same time, right, to flip the coin a little bit, the pass protection was very good. But um, if Eli like, gets that protection, especially this week, Jerry, especially against the Eagles Thursday night, their secondary has been horrific. So. He could do some things again, him and Odell. And he got, I think we're going to have England back Thursday night. So um, it could be another – guess what? But it could be another 30-point game. What do you think about that? We'll see. Let's, 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 let's cover the Panthers first before we get on to the heart attack waiting to happen <laughs> for me Thursday night. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I lost my train of thought because you brought up that team, that feathered helmet team from the city of hatred. I'm sorry. I didn't, I'm so I, distracted I didn't mean to, now. I, I now, now I'm yeah. just I'm sweating bullets just thinking about having to play right. that team so early in the season and basically having everything on the line. Um, right. The the defense um, yesterday. Now yeah. early on, I just thought, wow, the the tackling is comical. Uh, Landon Collins. I don't know when he became such Ooh. a poor tackler. I, I'm a I'm a big Collins fan. I I'm still waiting for that guy from 2016 to reappear and. He had some injury issues last year, which I kind of uh, basically mm-hmm. attributed his poor season to that. But this year he's pretty healthy, and now he just tries to knock everybody out, it seems, with his hits. He doesn't wrap up anymore, and it's frustrating because on that on the, the screen to the your, your, your buddy from Brooklyn, the kid from Brooklyn, um, <laughs> I mean, Jenkins missed two tackles, B.W. Webb missed one, Ogletree missed one, and, and – Collins was one. I counted five missed, and I actually think six. I counted the the Barwin really half-assed swing with his arm as a sixth tackle. I, the tackling in the first half was a joke. It was. It looked like Collins didn't want to be out there yesterday in the first half. 
Um, yeah, you know, Landon is usually a pretty short tackler too, right? I mean, and the last two the last two games you've seen the 2016 version of Landon. I think right? when, he, when he gets into that habit of trying to lay guys out, he just he shoulders everybody, and he doesn't wrap up. It's mm. it's maddening because he's such a strong guy, such a good tackler. Or should yeah, his technique was horrible yesterday. Wow, his technique was yeah, yeah, right. His technique was. Uh, it was horrible yesterday. I mean, he missed, like you said, he threw his shoulder in there a few times. Look at him get that big shoulder hit and, and missed, you know, pretty simple tackles. Uh, he had a horrible first half. He, he had a mediocre game. Too many missed tackles. Can't have that from him because he's not a, you know, he's not a great cover guy. So you, he, he, you know, that run support and that tackle in the secondary is huge for Landon, you know, and uh, the whole team, right, Jerry? I mean, the first half, how many missed tackles? Oh my God, it had to be about like from eight to 10, right? That first half of missed tackles was, I mean, uh, can't have that, bud. You know, second half got a little bit better, but I just don't quite know, especially Landon. You know, I put on Twitter yesterday. I don't. Does this guy even want to be here today? You know, I, I didn't really mean that. Like he, you know, he doesn't feel like playing. It's just like no, just he but just he looked, looked like he, was going, he looked lackluster yesterday. He, he looked, looked very like, lackluster. Yeah. yeah, going through the motions a little bit. You know, got better in the second half. Don't get me wrong, got better in the second half, but um, yeah, just way too many missed tackles, especially on that one little bubble screen to Samuel. Was, that was pretty embarrassing. How he wound up getting in the end zone in that one. Now, the, the, the positive from yesterday is despite all those missed mm-hmm. tackles and, and how bad they looked in the first half, I, there were two positive aspects, I thought, and they're kind of related. They didn't give up, mm-hmm. um, which I know professional athletes shouldn't, but the reality is sometimes they do. The wheels really could have come off yesterday, and they didn't, and I think that's because of the coach they have now. And if you watch the post-game, post-game presser, I think the way he handled the media – I'm not a huge Jim Fossil fan. <laughs> he had his flaws. But when he did the whole, I'm shoving my chips to the center of the table, I thought Shermer kind of had that moment with this team where he addressed the Odell nonsense and basically um, not put it on him, but said, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I'm going to talk about the game. And I think he got a lot of respect from his players. I think they showed yesterday that they're not going to quit on him. And you've said it over and over and over again. He's a professional He's he's he comes off as even killed, but he does have a temper, and I think the players bought into mm-hmm. him. And I I know it's a little corny, and and there might be some hyperbole with this, but I think he became the Giants' head coach yesterday. I was very happy with what I saw from their ability to come back and the way he acted in the post game press conference. I think if you're a Giants fan, you have to be psyched that this guy's leading your franchise in the future. Yeah. Um... You kind of got, you kind of get, you got to see the other side of Sherman a little bit yesterday, right? The fiery yep. side of him. <laughs> um, I've seen that before on the field during camp. Um, that's Pat Sherman. Listen, Sherman, Jerry, um, he'll always, he's always going to be. I'm not, of course, not talking about yesterday, but he's always going to be even killed guy. That's his personality, you know. He's going to talk like that with the media. His, you know, he's going to be on the fan. And all people don't like it, but trust me, and I've been saying it, you saw it yesterday, the guy's got a lot of fire. He's a tough guy. I wrote an article on the Giants' side about it. He's a tough guy. Um, you saw the toughness of the Giants coming back yesterday. Um, you know what, Jerry? They, they've bought into this guy from the beginning, um, Pat Shermer. And yesterday, you made a good point, yesterday might have been just like the final, what, what, what can I say, the final thing that, the players said, man, this guy yeah, really yeah. has, it was you know, like his, this guy, almost like his defining you know I mean? moment, I think right now. It was weird. Right. Like his defi- Yes. 
that's that was the words I was looking for. Like his defining moment as far as the players saying, "Man, this guy, we got a great coach here." You know what I mean? Um, I agree with you. Um, I thought he handled it well. I like the fire that he showed. You know, especially here in New York, Jerry. You know, don't forget he's a he's a Michigan guy. You know, he's not a Northeast guy. Um, but New York fans love that, right? But as he comes out, he shows oh, yeah. that fire. He, he almost lost it. Talking about the Collins panel, you could tell he was ready to blow. <laughs> and he's a better man than me, Sherman, Jerry. I'll tell you that because I would have lost it on the reps yeah. in that presser yesterday. You know, um, But he kind of bit his lip and he probably, you know, he's a smart guy, Sherman, a real bright guy. And he probably figured, you know what, it's not worth it. I'm not going to go off here. Um, the Odell stuff, he said, that's it. I addressed it. Uh, his word, <laughs> the word he used was finito. Yeah, that was great. <clears throat> With a with a, with a double um, hand with a double uh, hand motion as well, finito. Right, uh, and I really love when he said about you know somebody mentioned about having maybe too much time on the clock when he scored, and he was like, "I'm not going to get into that bullshit." That yeah. was the word he used. Yeah. Yep. You know. Um, so so I was going to yeah, say so as, as bad as the loss was, and everybody felt like crap at at around four fifteen four thirty Eastern Standard Time. Then all of a sudden right. at seven thirty, you see the Eagles lose, and then at around eleven uh, thirty last night or so, you see the Dallas Cowboys lose, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, yeah, we're one and four, and you tweeted it the night before the game, we lose tomorrow, we're done, but because of the circumstances right. that happened, they're very much alive, and I think based on the way they lost, which was heart wrenching and almost wilderness year like, and. For those of you who don't know, the younger right. guys, the wilderness years were 64 to 80, where the Giants had 17 years of horrible football, where they didn't even come close to winning anything and lost games and all new ways to lose. But I think right. Giant fans, for the most part, feel pretty good right now, and they have a real shot at doing something with this division, with this horrifying, pathetic division uh, this year. If they can win Thursday night, I mean, that's going to be the key. Can they beat? It's almost like I feel like I, I know I don't know how much of a Star Wars fan you are. I'm a, I'm a nerd, Chris. It is what it is. But in Return of the Jedi, when Yoda says you must <laughs> defeat Vader, they got to defeat Vader. Right. They got to beat the Eagles Thursday. Stop getting kicked around by this team and beat them, and then you can do something in this division. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, right? I mean, I did tweet that, and now you look at it, and you you know, in Dallas and Washington is playing tonight against the New Orleans and. You know, Washington and Dallas, it's, you know, we could beat Philadelphia. Dallas has a tough game Sunday. Washington has a tough game Sunday. And, boy, wow. How, how interesting would the last 11 weeks of the season be, huh? If the Giants could knock off these guys Thursday night. Um, oh, I mean, nobody's meaning, running away with meaningful division, football you know? in week six and we're one and four. I'll take it. Yeah, if you're going to be one and four, I guess this is the scenario, right? <laughs> Where the division's. You know, nobody's going to run away. Listen, everybody thought the Eagles were going to run away with this division, right? Beginning of the year, and they're really struggling. Um, and the Giants got them Thursday night. So we could get them at four losses with us, and then, you know, maybe Dallas, you know, they got two times. They're in Washington right there. It's, it's a whole new ball game, right? Yeah, and and, and, and next, weekend, that... next weekend, Dallas has Jacksonville, and Washington has right. uh, Carolina. Right. And Carolina. right now, right now right. folks, yeah, the so... Saints are ahead 6-3. So I don't think right. Washington's going to win tonight. Maybe they will. But, I mean, the Giants can be in this, and, you know, that kind of leads to the next point, Chris. Um I'm gonna take. I'm gonna up the blood pressure medication Thursday. Um, what do you think mm-hmm. about the game? I mean, what do you? What is your? I know you in the insider. You said they might win. Now it's week. It's three days away. It's the week of the game. Right. Based on what you've seen, right. what do you think? 
Well, I'm going to try to continue my role here, Jerry, right? I had the Giants upset the Texans. I had them lose the Saints, and I had them losing on a last-second field goal last And that's week. amazing that you called that. I'm, I'm, gonna, not, I'm, not, I'm not being facetious at all. You called that to the – I mean, people writing it on Twitter, I hate Chris because you got it right. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I know. One guy wrote that last night after the game. He, he tweeted that. I was like, why is this guy done after that? Then I realized what he was talking about, the podcast. But to get back to your question, bud, you're going to like this. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. I put what did I put? I put in a preview on the Giants' side. I'm going to win by a field goal. I'm going to upset them. Yes. Um, I'm going to stick with that, but I'm even going to say that they're going to have a nice lead in the fourth quarter, like a ten point lead. Give up a late touchdown, garbage touchdown, and we're going to win by three. No, you 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 putting okay. that out there. You better be right. If you're going to be wrong any week, then let it not be this week, man. I can't take another loss to that team. I'm going to lose my mind if we lose to them again. I, I, I'm going to, I mean, living in central Jersey guys, I'm, I'm off exit eight off the turnpike and my kids go to school with all Eagle fans. I'm surrounded by my vacation in Wildwood crest. I mean, these people are up my ass. I, I, I can't lose again to this team. I I'm going to lose my marbles. Um, wh- the one thing in this game, um, that the giants need to do is obviously run the ball better. Can they run against the yeah. Eagles? Can they rush? well against this I, team because yeah. the Eagles got a good front four. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, listen, I, I think they could, but I thought they were going to run much better Sunday too, Jerry, you know. Um, I think Barkley could have, well, you know what, I've been wrong with this, this rushing. Um, I, yeah, I think it's there. I think it could, but you know what, Jerry, this could be like another Carolina, like another game yesterday where even if they don't run the ball well, Eli could have a real big game, you know, because the Eagles secondary awful. is bad. Do, okay. do, you, do you think that they'll have the same game plan as last year where Eli gets rid of it very quickly? Jerry, I think they're going to see exactly how the offensive line is playing. Yeah, then decide. Um, yeah. Now, the Eagles, not, now the Eagles can get to the quarterback, okay? They can get to the quarterback at Carolina. Um, if they're protecting well up front, Jerry, I think you know, you'll know you see numerous shots down the field. I know last year, the, right, the two games, a lot of quick slants and all that, right? But yeah. that was also McAdoo's system, right? That was also McAdoo's system. Yeah, uh, he he didn't adjust at all, right? He just stuck with the same system. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I wasn't aware McAdoo had a system until you just said it. But go ahead, sorry, but well, the system was like like Phil Simms said, the system was shotgun, three yard slant, the yeah. Odell. You know, yeah, that was the system. Except, <laughs> right? except he ran uh, up Sherman, the middle on first down every series, or right? Every, but that's right. Forgot, every yeah, game, I forgot I about say. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I think the Giants, if they're holding up well up front like they did against Carolina, you're going to see Eli taking his shot down the field. I think Odell could have another big game. And with Ingram, looks like Ingram's coming back Thursday night. That's going to really help, you know, Eli with the seams and, you know, getting that safety out of it a little bit from rolling over with uh, Odell. So I tell you what, Jerry, um, to me, it's going to come down to, you know, how, as usual, how well they protect up front because the Eagles, to really get to the quarterback, Man, you know, they got guys you get there. coming back faster than I thought. I thought that was more like a six-week injury. Well, let's see. All right, right now, you know, the report out of you know uh, at a quest today was that he looks like he's going to play Thursday night. But you know what? We also thought Olivier was going to play last Sunday. And right? you don't, you don't mean, think he's uh, going to don't think right? he's going to play this week, do you, Vernon? I don't think Olivier is going to play Thursday night, Jerry. Uh, I'll know more when I get there tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, I'll know when, when I see the practice. I mean, that'll be that'll that. be seven weeks, right? Or well, that'll be maybe six weeks on the. On It'll the be six games and yeah, like seven calendar weeks. Yeah, you yeah. know. So 
Uh, I hope it's not a, a case of where he would have played Sunday, but he can't go Thursday because of a shortened week. You know, we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, we'll see tomorrow. Uh, the one thing <clears> I'm worried about in this game, although I'm more worried about multiple things, I'm worried about them beating us again. But in game, um, Zach Ertz just, I mean, who's, who's covering Zach Ertz for our team? Is it, is it Ray Ray Armstrong? <laughs> is it Ogletree? Who the hell is going to be matched up against yeah. this guy who's going to kill us? Curtis Riley. Riley. <laughs> Um, let's see if Mike Thomas, let's see, let's see if B.W. Webb covers him. You know, it might be a mix of people. You know, Ogletree, you know. Yeah. It might be a whole mix of people, you know. Um, but somebody's going to have to cover him. Um, it's not going to be as easy now because Jeffrey's back. You can't just double him a lot, you know, double him a lot because they got Jeffrey back. Um, their offensive line's giving up a lot of sacks, Jerry. Yeah, they, 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 they were, you know, I think you said it, they were the best in the league last year. Them, I think them in Dallas, but... They're having yeah. trouble. I mean, Wentz was getting hit yeah. yesterday. He got hit. I think he got sacked like five times, hurried a bunch more. And you have to think they're, they have to be concerned with that, with, with the injuries coming back from. Yeah. I tell you what, man, it, I, I, I had them as the best line in the league last year. And I tell you what, Joey, I look at them and it looks like they got old, like real quick. Lane Johnson doesn't nice. look like the same tackle. <laughs> Thank Jason, God. Yeah, Jason. <laughs> Jason Peters looks like if age is finally catching up to him. I mean, uh, they're giving up a lot of sacks. Since, it seems like he's been playing since 1985. Who, uh, oh, Peters? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. No, he's exactly. been there forever. Yeah. Uh, he's been in the league for a long time, man. And <laughs> so I tell you, um, you would kind of hope Olivier was back this game and pretty yeah. healthy, you know, where he could do some things off that edge. But the Giants got to get the quarterback. But if they, if they let Wentz sit back there like they did with Noon, he's going to hurt them too, you know what, Jerry? And it's going to be a matter of outscoring the team again, you know. So it's a big issue, Jerry. We only have six sacks in five games, bud. And um, I don't know. Uh, let me ask you this, though, Jerry. Are you a little surprised that Betcher hasn't been more aggressive? Uh, um, yes, especially this week. I mean, I could see not being that way with Drew Brees because he could murder you if you blitz him, especially when there's no wind mm-hmm. and uh, the the temperature's perfect for Drew Brees. But uh, against right, the Panthers, right. I figured <laughs> against the Panthers, I figured he'd be he would blitz more, but he didn't. And the Giants have zero pass rush. And for all the Giant fans getting mad at Vernon, I get it. I mean, I, it's frustrating, but it's a it's a high ankle sprain. It's tricky. And when he comes back and gets a sack, I think everybody's going to be extremely happy because right now there's no pass rush. I mean, unless they blitz, which they're not, there's nothing. There's no, there's the quarterback sit back there and have all day. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he, he blitz a, a little bit, but I thought he'd be more aggressive betcha, um, yesterday. And he, and he really wasn't, you know, and there's a lot of four man looks and, and they're not getting there. Right. Jerry. Uh, and, you know, against a team that doesn't have a, a prolific number one receiver, I was a little surprised by that because we're just not getting there, right, Jerry? We're just not getting to the quarterback. Um, I know Baldwin had the one sack, but that was what? What was that? That was Cam rolling out, right? And Baldwin made a good play, right, right. tripped him up on his ankle. Right. Um, and, you know, listen, I love B.J. Hill. I think he's going to be a phenomenal player, but he's leading the league. He, uh, leading the league. He's leading the team in sacks, right, with two. Yeah. And that's not a good sign. I, you know, you you would think maybe a, you know, maybe a Kareem Martin or even, I don't know, but we just don't have a, a pure number one pass rusher, you know. Um, but I thought Betcher's schemes and his blitz package and all that would make up for that in a lot of ways. And it, it really hasn't, right, Jerry? It really hasn't. No, it hasn't. Um, 
Buddy, I, I don't have your – I feel good about the Giants, but until we beat the Eagles, I can't pick the Giants. I just think we are perpetually Charlie Brown and they're Lucy and they pull the ball out from under us and, you know, every okay. time I think we're going to win. But, hey, listen, hey, 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 I'm I'm going by you, okay? I'm, I'm putting my faith in you <laughs> and your lunatic um, prediction, but I hope you're right. I, I If you're right, I will come on here the next one and just admit I know nothing, you know everything, and – by the way, buddy, right now your Red Sox are up. No, no, no. Three, buddy, your Red Sox are up three nothing to my Yankees. So, oh uh, yeah, I, I I know, bud. I know that. Thank you. <laughs> it's a long game. It's a marathon, yeah. not a sprint. Yes, I've heard that before. Yes, <clears throat> but um, I'm happy the Saints are winning, and it looks like they're marching down the field again here on the Redskins. So nice. Hey, bud, let's let's do our thing Thursday night. Um. I think we're going to do it. I think we're going to be all right Thursday night, but I like the way, you know, I, am, I, I, I am just ending, got a good feeling about it. I am ending on that high note, what you just said, that we're going to do our thing okay. Thursday night and beat this friggin' team. All right, guys, be sure to order your copy of the Giant Insider <laughs> newspaper. Go to www.giantinsider.com or visit magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. Yearly subs are $39.95 for paper copies, and the digital version is only $17 for a yearly subscription. That's 14 issues per year as we're bi-weekly during the season and monthly in the off-season. The next podcast will be 8 p.m. on Friday, October 12th, so we can recap the Eagle game, talk about our picks for the weekend, and quite honestly, if they beat the Eagles, we may do a podcast every damn hour. I, I might be so happy that I'm calling Chris 3 o'clock in the morning, like, let's record another one. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Giant Insider Podcast. I'm Jerry Foley. He's Chris Bizignano. And remember, Sundays and this week, Thursday, are Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.